Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm Tears of Price, coming to you from Book Riot. This is episode 274.5, and this week I'm going to be diving into the stacks to talk about two great Pride and Prejudice retellings. But first, let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student. But how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden. And thanks again to W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book, titled The Dare, is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is the perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. All right. I know that there are so many different Pride and Prejudice retellings out there, but I can't help but wanting to devour them all because I think there are just so many endless possibilities for making this classic story come alive in really interesting and fun ways. And I also just really enjoy a solid retelling. So I know that there are a lot of really great ones out there. And these two that I'm going to talk about today are a bit more straightforward than most retellings I've read in that they don't have an off the wall or genre hook, but the writing and the characters are just so top notch. I can't help but be obsessed with them. So these are both actually in my top five favorite Austin retellings of all times list. 
So first up is Unmarriageable by Sonia Kamal. So I read the audiobook, which is actually narrated by the author, and it was done so well. I know that sometimes when an author narrates their own audiobook, it doesn't always um, translate into the best performance, but Sonia Kamal does such a brilliant job. So this retelling is set in Pakistan around the turn of the millennium, and in it, the Binat family has been disgraced from their extended family over um, a business decision, and they are living in a small town in the countryside, kind of teetering on poverty, if not for the fact that Elise, the protagonist, and her older sister Jenna are teachers at a local girls' school which brings an income and some respectability for the family. So Elise is always struggling with the fact that her pupils are leaving high school to get married at a really young age, because that is kind of like the societal norm and expectation. And she just always wants to be pushing education towards them. And she herself has no interest in marrying. She loves teaching. She loves her independence. Even if that independence isn't complete, she's somewhat tied to her family in ways that exhaust her. But when the Beanots are invited to the wedding of the year back in their old city, that's where things get interesting. So Jenna meets Fahad Bingla, and he begins to fall for her pretty quickly, and she for him. And through Bingla, Elise meets Mr. Darcy, who actually has a stake in the school that Elise and Jenna teach at. And she thinks that he's just pretty condescending and does not like him, of course. So that is, of course, when, you know, the plot really gets going. So this is a really clever retelling that actually follows the original plot of Pride and Prejudice, like very closely and very well. But what I think is so interesting about this retelling is that it gets a bit meta at times. So Elise teaches Jane Austen to her students, and she often reflects about her own life and experiences through that lens of Austen's work. And there are multiple times throughout the book that Austen is brought up. But it's done so without much awareness on the characters' parts that they're totally living out and Austin retelling. And I get that that might not work for some readers, but I thought that that was really done well. And it was done with the intent, I think, of two things, which is showing off that literature like this is relevant to contemporary times. But also, I think the author was really reclaiming space within the traditional canon for stories by and about people of color, which have been traditionally excluded and discriminated against throughout history and literature. And she was doing it in a way that showed that like, okay, here's this very classic British book, but here is my take on it in Pakistan. And like, they are both equally relevant and interesting and very worthwhile. So I thought that was really clever. I also think that this is a great pick for anyone who enjoys romance, but also appreciates a bit of a literary edge to their romance. And it's also, I think, a really good comp for fans of Crazy Rich Asians because of the meta moments. They kind of reminded me of the footnotes in Crazy Rich Asians. And both books really examine and sometimes skewer certain societal expectations and norms in a really thoughtful but yet heartfelt way. So I think that they both are really, really excellent picks. So that is Unmarriageable by Sunia Kamal. My next pick is Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. So Curtis Sittenfeld is an author that I think many readers in my generation love because of prep. But for whatever reason, this was actually my first novel of hers that I read. And it is about Liz, a magazine writer living in New York City with her older sister, Jane, who is a yoga instructor. 
And so the two oldest Bennett sisters are called home to Cincinnati, Ohio, where they grew up when their father has a heart attack. And so they kind of come back and they're helping their mom and their sisters and their father throughout recovery. And they find that everything at home is in a serious disarray. Not only is their beautiful, gorgeous Tudor family home kind of crumbling from neglect, but their parents' finances are an absolute mess. And their three younger sisters are still living at home, and they haven't really gotten real jobs or shaped up and taken responsibility in any real way. So immediately Liz is horrified and she wants to fix everything. But her mom seems more concerned with the fact that Liz and Jane are approaching 40 and they aren't married yet. So in her mind, the only good thing about her older daughters returning home is that through family friends, she is able to introduce them to Chip Bingley, who is a surgeon recently relocated to Cincinnati. And he is somewhat famous because he was recently on a TV show called Eligible. So basically The Bachelor. And that stint on TV did not go so well for Chip. So their mom tries to introduce uh, Liz and Jane to Chip and kind of orchestrate a romance. And it actually kind of sort of starts to go well for Jane and Chip. But through Chip, they also meet Fitzwilliam Darcy, who is also a surgeon. And both men are recent transplants to the city and to Ohio. And Liz really immediately dislikes Darcy's kind of condescending attitude towards her home city in the Midwest. And of course, they clash almost instantly. So I really like that this is a clever retelling of Pride and Prejudice that includes almost every element of the original book and plot, but it's reframed in a slightly different and yet very interesting way. Sittenfeld really brings her own sense of contemporary critique and awareness of like modern domestic life and pop culture and all of those trappings of like what it means to be a modern woman to this classic story. And the reality TV element was actually, I think, a really clever sort of twist when you consider like how do you recreate that 19th century mania of trying to find an eligible and wealthy bachelor for your, you know, prospectless daughter. So I thought that was kind of kind of fun. I also enjoyed the setting. I have not personally spent a lot of time in Cincinnati, but I have a friend who grew up there and she read this book and she felt like the setting was just spot on. Sittenfeld just has a talent, I think, for setting scenes and writing in such a way that it feels like, you know, it feels like her own voice, but she also is evoking this Jane Austen feel, but for contemporary times. And I was just completely drawn in. So I really was impressed with this retelling. I thought it was a lot of fun. And that is Eligible by Curtis Sittenfeld. And that is it for me this week, book nerds. I hope that you are all going to be enjoying something great this weekend and that you're well stocked with books. Thank you so much to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com forward slash all the books. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please show us some love by leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps other book lovers find us. Finally, if you want to connect with me or see pictures of my books, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Tears of Price. That's T-I-R-Z-A-H-P-R-I-C-E. And I will be back next month on a regular episode of All the Books with Liberty and with more backlist recommendations soon. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye.